Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas. It's good to be back, although it was great to be out west again in one of our favorite places in the world, Pebble Beach, Monterey Peninsula. Um, I have said many times, it's not just the golf, by the way, but it is one of my just most special places in the world. The, the air is sweet. It's the most beautiful the weather. The is sweet. It <laughs> makes me feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. It's very it coastal grandmother, as yeah. they say on TikTok. Like you're in a sweater, you're walking the beach, you're drinking Chardonnay. It's wonderful. You're eating chowder three, um, three times a day. I sure am. But most importantly, we were there for an incredible reason for um, an organization you started working with years ago. AIM, and all the work that they do for mental health. Yeah, LZ and I have been involved with this uh, together for a couple of years now as well, uh, the AIM Mental Health Gala that they do every year. And um, kudos to them for putting on such a tremendous event every year. The The talent is amazing. And more importantly, the cause is. It's uh, all about mental health, suicide prevention, and coming at it from a very um, scientific medical perspective of 
stopping this in its tracks, uh, treating it as the disease that it is. Um, and there are some amazing uh, other organizations that LZ and I are involved with, like the Grant Halliburton Foundation out of Dallas, that is also about uh, youth suicide prevention. Uh, but it comes at it from a very different perspective. So I, I love being a part of both of these organizations because they're both doing great work. And we are always so proud and honored to talk about mental health, to say suicide, to talk about it, to take that taboo away because it is something that can and should be discussed in your own house with your friends. Um, it is paramount to have that discussion. Yes. So thank you to AIM for everything that they, they do and for having Chris and I come host the event. Um, there's just so many wonderful people. So it's a, a great work and also a blessing that we get to do it. Uh, so we turn to the DMs that we get at the most dramatic pod ever to come up with uh, our topic for this podcast. And our producer, Kendall, flagged for us that we've actually gotten a good amount of questions in recent weeks, maybe because the wedding's coming up, um, about one topic, a very big topic, which is, are we ever going to have children? And this is an interesting topic because this is something you and I have faced because we're engaged and getting married, but it's also something that our, our friends as they get married face and when is it time? And, and, you know, it, you always get that question. When are you getting engaged? When are y'all going to get married? Once you get married, it's immediately, when are you having kids? And mm -hmm. I think we start with taking us out of it. When is it, or is it ever appropriate to ask someone that question? Such a good point. I struggled with this so much at ET working in entertainment news yeah. and my personal awareness of it, opinion on it changed over the years when I was younger. You know, you think you're coming from a place of good intent and, and right. in many ways you are, you know, asking somebody, are you going to have kids or when are you guys going to have kids? Like you're trying to show that you're invested in someone's life and that you care. Um, but truly it can be a very difficult very triggering, very painful question to ask. Um, you know, I, I look back at times when I asked about kids on the red carpet and, and I wish I hadn't in some of those moments. You never know what someone's going right. through privately. Um, I was just thought I was doing my job and thought I was doing the right thing. And um, yeah, I, I would have handled some of it differently during my later years at ET. I tried to handle it differently. Um, and part of the problem is, right, there's honestly also this appetite for that knowledge. Like people, kids are a blessing and people want to know about celebrities having kids and it's a joyful thing. So um, again, I thought I was doing my job and and when people ask each other, they, they are often coming from a good place, but yeah. it can be a very difficult question to answer. It's something that I agree. I think back in the day, without thinking, we knew it was coming from a place of love and it was just kind of the next stage, right? When are you, when are you going to start a family? When are you going to have kids? Not thinking at all, and I, th I give a little credit, I hate to do this publicly, I give credit to social media. So many people have talked about the fact that they can't have children, the fact that they've had miscarriages, the fact that we've kind of lived and made it more normal mm -hmm. that so many of us go through these uh, ordeals and traumatic situations, and I think we all just didn't talk about it. It's kind of like mental health. We all just... Yeah. didn't talk about this. And no, so social media has been so important for taking away the stigma and the yeah. shame. I think we talked about when I was a counselor at um, experience camps at camp for grieving kids, I see so many parallels there. Mm -hmm. Like social media has helped people talk about grief too. And again, I get frustrated with why don't we learn this in school? Like, okay, yeah. you learn the basic sex ed of here's how a baby is made, but we don't learn about miscarriages in right. sex ed. Yeah. We don't, and, and think about how common it is. 
Well, and how to deal with it too. I mean, I think what you talked about and it never dawned on me, but everybody, everybody on walking this planet is going to suffer loss. We don't talk about that at all yeah. in school. You know, we're teaching you trigonometry and algebra and teaching you right. maybe how to make a wallet or an ashtray, but we're not talking about the fact that, yeah, there are miscarriages. How do you handle this grief? What are the stages of grief? How do you deal with this? Because we will all at some point, unfortunately, deal with that. It's inevitable. Well, if we get back to you and I and yes. with that um, said, and getting back to this this question, I will also say as a woman, and I would guess many women out there can relate to this, um, it's that question's asked differently to women than it is to men. I sometimes oh, feel a judgment with it. Um, oh. I don't know. You know yeah. It, no, I see where you're coming from. Well, don't you think that people probably react, like say that you and take out that you and I were even together. So yeah. pretend we're both single right now. Don't you think that I would get asked are you going to have kids? Yeah. But you would probably never get asked, are you going to have more kids? 100%. And, yeah. And I, and I understand towards you, it feels like pity. Like, oh, you haven't had that. You need to reach that stage mm -hmm. in life. You are missing something. Yes. And that's obviously not the case. And you're right. Nobody would ever ask me, hey, man, you going to get married again so you can have more kids? I've just noticed that I think sometimes it comes with a little bit from some people, not from everyone, but mm -hmm. with a little bit of like, but why not? Or like- or you're yeah. making the wrong decision. Like sometimes I can feel that tone a little bit. Um, like judgment? Yeah. It, it's not explicit or overt, but sometimes I feel yeah. it or I, and then I hear myself trying to feel like I have to justify it. Actually, it was interesting bringing up experience camps again, but I noticed a lot of other women at that camp because it was an all, all it's all female counselors, but um, a lot of the other counselors it was the the first time I'd been around so many other women who said, and I guess we, we should say for the record, right now we are not talking about having kids. In fact, we're, I don't know, how do we best put it? We don't plan to have more kids. Yeah. Yes. And um, a lot of other women at that camp said the same thing, like said, I don't know, they, they, like, they don't really plan to have kids. And so it was sort of refreshing. I thought a lot about the podcast we did with um, Dr. Sterling and how she said she's seeing that gynecologist and she's seeing more and more people not have kids, um, which could be a dangerous thing for our population. I don't really know on that. But yeah, so it was, it was interesting to discuss that with the other women. Do you think that those women are just more of a sign of the times or do you think there was a direct correlation because you were at grief camp? You will, you've all lost somebody at a very young, traumatic mm. stage in your life. There's probably a myriad of connections yeah. there. I wondered too, to somebody who maybe doesn't want to have kids, mm -hmm. are they like, like they're, I would imagine if you're a parent and you're parenting every day, it's probably not easy to then be like, I'm going to go to a camp and like be a camp counselor for kids all yeah, day. That's true. Like if you don't have kids, it's a little more like, oh, this is special. I get to go help these kids. And this is, you know, not something I do all the time. And I'm coming at it, you know, without a lot of exhaustion. Um, so I wondered that I'm sure there's several factors going into it. Yeah. But I, I, it is something that I have noticed just a change in myself as well about how I approach talking to people just because I know so many people who have been through some really traumatic things and, or, or just can't have kids. And it's, that's something also we talked a little bit to the doctor about that. It's harder for people to get pregnant today than it was. I don't know, you know, scientifically what's going on, medically what's going on, but it is did so much harder. Did she say that or did she say it's just talked about more? I don't know. Well, she, I think, no, she said there is a direct 
there is a change mm -hmm. in the amount of testosterone in men. And we, oh, remember, we kind of went yes. into that whole thing. Um, and we, we cause a lot of it ourselves, and there's things you can do. Mm. Well, we are... Yes, back not to, planning to have children. Back to us. I feel like I keep varying. We the don't lead. mind opening up our own lives. It's just <laughs> it's how we approach other people, and it's yes. it's not you know crazy because I get that when people come up to us and ask that or want to talk about it, it's it's they just want to connect with you totally. They and I want to say as we it. get into this that this is a different choice for everybody. This yeah. is an individual choice. Um, I think kids are wonderful. I think getting to that that negativity, I maybe sometimes feel. I, I, and I said this to the other counselors at camp. Here's the distinction. Mm -hmm. I think people think like you don't like kids or you think parenting is bad because you're not choosing to have kids. That's not it at all. I think parenting is the hardest job in the world. I have immense amount of respect for it. Maybe that's in part why I, 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 I feel like I, I think it's really hard and I know that I have no idea how hard it is. So I can't imagine how hard it is and maybe that's what puts me off from having kids a little bit. Um, so I have so much respect for it. And I think kids are amazing. I loved being at camp. I loved um, trying to be a positive presence in those kids' lives. And I think I have a caretaking heart. Um, it's just that, like one thing I said to some of the other camp counselors as we were talking about it is, like sometimes I've had a hard time talking to my mom about this. Yeah. Um, because I think my mom, and rightfully so, puts a lot of her identity in being a mom. And she should. She's raised, I'll toot our horns, three incredible, successful Very. kids. And she did an incredible job at parenting. So I think sometimes she struggles with me not being so on board with having kids. Yeah. But I've said to her, and I told this to the other counselors, the way I put it is, look, I probably could have done a lot of things well in life. My parents were both lawyers. They wanted me to go to law school. I probably could have been a great lawyer. You would have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his head. He's thinking about how I argue with him. Um, but <laughs> I didn't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. Do I think that if tomorrow, like, I don't know if, if there was some reason we needed to adopt or, or something, I think I'd be a good mom. I just don't, I've never really felt that super strong need. And I think it's such a difficult job that I don't know that I want to jump in when I don't feel like I really want this. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. 
Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Someone asked us if we had this conversation. When we started dating, I think we started talking about this on our first date. I think so. I think it came up. And I, and I said, absolutely. We had this discussion and to have not had this discussion would be incredibly, I mean, ignorant and irresponsible. I, I, I urge everybody, whether you are getting married for the second time, like LZ and I, if you were getting married for the first time and you are 23, 24, 25 years old or whatever, wherever you find yourself in, in life, you must have that conversation of what you both want out of life, what you both want out of a family. And look, I know you may not have all the answers and you shouldn't have all the answers when you're just kind of starting out, but you should have a pretty good overall idea. Well, I think it depends on your age. Like Mm -hmm. if you're 23, you don't need to bring up kids on the first date. Let's not, let's not freak each other out. Right. But we were older and I think back on our first date, our first date was a pretty, it ended up being a very long conversation. We talked for hours and we got into like where we maybe saw ourselves living one day, how we wanted to live the rest of our lives. And probably it was just because we thought, look, we're a little older. I know what I want. I don't want to mess around and waste anybody's time. So we got into some of those big, really deal breaker topics. We talked about moving to Austin. We talked about moving to Texas on that first day. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Because I let Lauren know that was kind of my dream and my goal eventually. Mm -hmm. I Obviously, I didn't know I was leaving the show at that point, but I said, you know, I will be heading back to Texas at some point. Um, And I said on night one with her, please come with me. No, I didn't go that far. (laughs) Again, don't freak people out. I do think it's important. and, And I didn't mean for if you're 24, 25 years old and you're, you know, dating, to have that conversation. But eventually, if you get serious with someone, when you see a life with someone, if you think about proposing or whatever, yeah, you should have that. Uh, and it's not just kids. It has to do with your career, where you may want to live. All those things should be discussed. So it's not a big thing when it comes up later. And that conversation isn't set in cement. 
I think that's really important. And you and I have had this discussion. Just because you said something five years ago, 10 years ago, it doesn't mean times, life, your your heart doesn't change. Mm. These conversations are not set in cement. It's okay to revisit. It's okay to talk and continue that conversation because we all change. I actually think one thing I said to you early on was losing my dad made me realize it's that old saying, we plan and God laughs. Yeah. Um, I thought my life was, you see your life, you know, you see like your dad being there to talk to you about your first job or, or walk you down the aisle one day and you kind of, then life throws something at you that totally changes everything. And that made me realize that actually it can sometimes be detrimental to try to plan your life too much. And I have friends who I think have boxed themselves in sometimes yeah, by very, doing that. Very fair. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think I said to you in the beginning, like, I want you to know that the death of my father made me realize I don't totally know where I'll be in five years. My, you know, and, and I might feel differently about something. Like that was a, an, an experience that changed me as a person. So whatever life throws at me might change me. And it's interesting because I, it, it makes me, especially I think as we're thinking about getting married, you know, thinking about we're coming up on getting married. I think so much that like the partner you pick has to be someone who, um, my dad actually, oh gosh, I don't want to tear up. My dad actually said this to me. He said, um, I love your mother because she's someone I've been through seasons with and I can see myself through seasons with. And what he meant was like the seasons of life are going to change you and you've got to pick somebody who's willing to be on those, those changes with you. And it's a fine line, right? Or maybe it's a gray area. I'm not saying put up with everything from somebody like <laughs> don't put up with someone who's, you know, making you miserable and, and who's not turning out to be the person that they told you to, they were going to be, uh, um, this is case by case, but yeah, you have to be flexible with each other and empathetic with each other. And so for us, you know, and I think, I, I think back on our conversations, whether it was kids, whether it was moving to Texas, um, I was always very open to, I'm always open to life. And that's one of the things I love about you. It's one of the things I love about us. And we have said, you know, well, we're going to grow wherever we're planted. Like we, we will go, if we want to go somewhere new, we'll leave Austin. We can go. It's, I love the fact that we both have that sense of adventure, sense of spirit, but also just knowing we will make that work. And when it came to kids, it was a conversation we had early on and, and, you came to it from one direction. I came to it from another, having two kids and knowing that they would be very involved in our lives and your life as well. If we ended up going the distance, then they have become part of your life as well. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that I've never came into their life trying to or wanting to be a parent, mm -hmm. um, but wanting to be someone who's there for them, who loves them, who... Um, mentors them for sure. Um, I'm like, I've like thought about inventing a new word for it. I actually, I'm still very close with my former mother-in-law right? and, um, she and I decided now I call her my mother and soul and she calls her me, her daughter and soul. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So we can like invent new words and phrases. No, that's actually much more apropos. Well, it, it's, you know. Because I hate stepmom. Like, well, I, well, damn, damn you, Disney. I know. Every stepmom is always this villainous character. The witch, and the bad. I mean, yeah. I don't know why. Stepdads aren't, aren't out there getting a bad rap in the movies. It's not fair. Mothers have to be all things. Like, it's like they have to be 
the one saving the kids and dying for the kids. And then the stepmom's got to be the villains. And it's like, like, I don't know, dads take some of the heat in these archetypes. Jesus. I I blame, I blame uh, uncle Walt on uh, all that. (laughs) So let's go with, I like that mother and soul. Yeah. Cause it is, that's, that is definitely your relationship with the kids. And I, I love that. Kendall, do you have any more specific questions we could address? Cause I'm yeah, Kendall. This is I know such you a big a, topic. I feel like I'm um, bringing our producer Kendall, who had a list of questions from all of you guys. Yes, I actually have a couple for you guys. Um, one question is: Do you ever worry that you will regret this decision? Uh, I, if I'm being honest, yes. I mean, sometimes I. It's hard because again, you have people you're so close with, like my mom, telling me literally, "Well, I just don't want you to regret it one day." <laughs> but you know, you could operate. I don't know. We could worry about so many things we might regret. Um, And I have thought about freezing my eggs just as an insurance policy. um, Because again, you never know what life's going to throw at you. Um, And yeah, so like, I think that little worry is there, but I also, again, go back to like, it's such a big decision that I remind myself, I can't operate out of this like fear. I need to operate out of what I want. And that's what's in my mind. I like that. I, I appreciate you being honest for everybody listening because it would be very easy for you to just say, no, no, like no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> not, not even one letter. Um, what else, Kendall? Chris, this is a question for you. Um, how do your kids feel about this decision? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know exactly. I think they assume I mean, we've kind of had these conversations. I think they kind of assume that we're not having more kids. I think if we chose to, they're such amazing, loving people, they would embrace it and be all over it and be, you know, a phenomenal big sister, big brother. So that's the kind of the great thing about Taylor and Joshua. And it was more about, I think the human that I'm with and who I would be doing that with, with Lauren, that is most important to them. Um, they are so evolved, so smart and so kind, such better people than I am. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that would be it, but I think they assume through our discussions because they're pretty close with Lauren and I, and we've kind of been open about this. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. 
Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. And a question for you both is what benefits do you see in not having children in terms of lifestyle, career, personal goals? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing this one. And there was also one that said, like, how do you see your relationship without children? So those are sort of twofold. Um, I mean, I think to me, I've just always and part of it is I've been so passionate about what I do for work. And I like that's what I want to keep doing right now. Um, You know, we're working on some different things and and with our production company together working on some things. So I love working with you. And I, I think, you know, it's just, I just see that as so much of my future that that's the passion. And, and, you know, as many creative people will tell you, they like have projects that are their babies in some way. And I totally agree. And I, I love the future that we have. And it's, you know, it feels a little selfish, but you know, again, I, we've been there and Lauren's been there with me, uh, getting the kids out of, you know, high school, getting them to college. That has been a part of our relationship that we've shared. And we're about to kind of take that step into, I, we're kind of empty nesters, but really the kids are still in college. We're about to become full empty nesters. And then, you know, selfishly, I'm going to be like Donna Zima and I'm going to kind of put it on the kids and eventually, you know, we'll have grandbabies to play with and to spoil and to watch, but then to quickly give back. <laughs> and so it's exciting to think about what might come. And again, best laid plans, you never know, but you know, having lived that life and I love the stage the kids are at now. And um, Lauren's obviously super involved in this stage of the kids growing, figuring out what they want to do with life, their careers and internships and all that. So it's not like we're footloose and fancy free, even though we say we're empty nesters. So we get to we get to dabble in both right now, which is kind of awesome. I mean, I'll be honest. I also I want to travel. <laughs> I want to, you know. There's so many things that. Um, I mean, we won't even get a dog for that reason. I'm like, I want to be. <laughs> I want to see the world. So, <laughs> so I see that as a huge thing that um, 
is going to be major in our lives over the next couple of years. And to be honest, you know, having been there and done that, I understand the commitment and the energy and the patience that it takes to have a baby, then to raise that child and be at daycare and mommy and me and daddy and me and, you know, be at kindergarten, you know, parent teacher conferences and recitals and t-ball and all those things, which I loved. I was all in the thought of doing that again, just doesn't seem like that's where I am in my life right now. It doesn't seem where, uh, that's where Lauren is in, in her life right now and us as a couple. So that is our decision. Um, anybody else who's older, who wants to dive in and do that again, God bless you. That's great. That's just not where we are right now. Well, yeah, I'm looking at um, this list of questions you sent us, Kendall, from people. Yeah, one of them is, Lauren, growing up, did you always envision yourself having kids? And uh, the answer really is no. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's unusual or not. If other women have felt that way, please DM me and let me know. Like I said, some of those other counselors at camp and I related on this, but I was never like, I want to have kids one day. I can't wait to have kids. I want to be a young mom. I want to be an older mom. I was never saying that stuff. My sister's very different than me. My sister's always wanted to have kids. I'm so excited for her to have kids. I can't wait to be an aunt. But I was never really, I was always like, here's what I want to do for work. Here's what I want to do with my life. Here's what I'm passionate about. And that was my focus. And, you know, then probably on top of that, I would say, again, going back to the effects of grief, but losing my dad meant that, you know, I had to step up as a sibling in a lot of ways. I, needed to help with my brother and sister and be there for them more in, in a little bit more of a maternal role, which you're already doing as the oldest child. So yeah, you know, I've, I've been out here raising these, these adult siblings of mine. <laughs> my brother literally calls me second mom sometimes. Um, I think fellow oldest sisters out there can relate. And we touched on a little bit earlier, but that really is a thing in society that we have put on young girls. Right. Nobody's asking the boys, right, do you want to be a dad one day? Right. What do you want to do when you grow up? That's what I got asked. Yeah. It's maybe happening a little more now. I want to be an very, astronaut. I want to be right. a fireman. Oh, you're going to be a great mom. Yeah. I think it's happening a little more now, but it's definitely still not the norm to hand a little boy a baby doll and say, why don't you play being daddy today? And then here's a little toy stroller. I definitely talked to Taylor as she was growing up about just, just as I talked to Joshua as far as business and Oh, you want to be a chef? That's great. Well, Taylor, have you have you thought about owning a restaurant? Mm. You know, you can own it, and you know, so and just instilling yeah, that, in yeah, her. instilling the the broader look of the world and being more entrepreneurial and being you know and having that as opposed to are you so excited someday you get to have a baby? Um, and you know, changing that conversation because and by the way, if that's what anybody wants to grow up and do. Great. That is noble. It is beautiful and wonderful, but so is being CEO of any company, president of the United States, what have you. And by the way, we could use that. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wants to sign up, please. One thing about the career stuff, it's interesting. Uh -huh. This might sound wild. Obviously, the traditional issue that women face is that if you have kids, like it affects your career. You know, I mean, your, your body suffers and your um, and uh, our American jobs are so awful with how much maternity leave they give that, you know, we're like the worst country in the world for that. And, um, it's hard then you're, you know, you're, it, it's just so much for women to deal with. So I've heard other people say before that they did not have kids because of their career. Um, I've also wondered lately, like, it's interesting. 
I, I've actually, I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I don't know if this is going to be an awful thing to say. Sometimes I wonder <laughs> if not having kids will affect my will affect my career in a negative way in that like it will make me less relatable to people oh. people will feel like i don't understand their lives people will feel like you know i'm talking to them on instagram but like i don't get it and um so yeah that's like been a fear that i've had i don't know not not unfounded but i think and i'm just going to say because of you you're the most compassionate understanding loving person and I don't think that defines you or ever would, but I understand where you're coming from. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it's helped. It has helped to have Josh and Taylor because yeah. also it's helped me understand you, you know, to love them and to worry about them. And, um, for sure when you're parenting, you understand parenting yeah. better. Like, you know, I've called my mom and said, God, I, I really get this now, now that we've, you know, I've lived with teenagers and college kids and, yeah, the and, second we start parenting, and Lauren we, texts uh, the latest fentanyl uh, warnings. The I'm you know, worried about everything. Uh, the then you know yes. whatever warning uh, the the whatever I see the latest, a scary headline yeah. and I text the kids. <laughs> yes, I do it. So you get it. You get these sleepless yes. nights. You understand that, and that's the thing is that the empathy is there, and you know that's the beauty of you. But I because I totally, there is something really beautiful about once you parent then you understand your own parents yeah. better. Like I, oh, ha totally. I have really loved being able to talk to my mom about some stuff now that I've experienced life with Josh and Taylor. Kendall, any other questions? Well, I was going to ask if you guys would ever get a pet, but it sounds like you want. <laughs> <laughs> so Kendall, as we'll, we'll wrap on this because that's a good one. We, we don't even do great with plants. I've, I've killed three orchids. We recently. have tried to keep an Everybody orchid. was telling me orchids, you don't really need to water them. They don't take that much work. Put a few ice cubes in them. Yeah, you can be out of town. It's fine. No, they're dead. We have three- $100 down the drain. Three bare stems right mm -hmm. now. Uh, and we haven't even removed those. No. So- <laughs> we, we look at it as a piece of art now. I mean, a joke I've always made about myself is I don't do well with living things that rely on other living things to survive. You know what? I, I'll throw this out there too. And I love pets. You love pets too. You love dogs. I do too. Um, Babe, I don't love dogs. You, that, you by the way, like you want to talk about something that people judge and that is a polarizing thing to say if it's a hot take. I don't love dogs. I, other people will see, they'll like see a, a, a dog out in public and say, oh, what a cute dog. And they'll want to pet it. I never have that instinct. <laughs> I like a small non-shedding dog that I know those dogs are sweet. <laughs> I'm not reaching for the dogs. This is a very hot take. Please, everyone real, don't hate me. That is a real hot take. I promise I'm a loving at person. Lauren Zima, oh, at Crispy Harrison. I'm not a Disney villain with a heart of ice. I'm not, but I'm just not a big dog person. <laughs> but they, I, I'm telling you, pets, dogs uh, can be uh, even more uh, time consuming because- That's true. <laughs> at a certain point, a child is going to be able to take care of themselves. Right. You can never leave the dog. You got to go home and let the dog exactly. out. Um, so that's going to be a no for us. Um, but- I, I loved talking about this topic. It's something that you and I um, get asked a lot, but also- are I was a little nervous to get into this, I think. I was too. Because I'm afraid I don't want to offend anyone and yeah. I don't want anyone to feel. So I hope we've explained ourselves well today. And like also with, again, the the note that I think this is such a personal decision. And um, yeah, it's like you do you. And also your mind can change. I mean, I have said to you, straight up being honest, trying to talk about everything before we get married. Um, and I said this to you a while ago, actually, but I said, 
what if in five years I feel differently? What if I wake up and I change my mind? What if I have some kind of life experience where all of a sudden I feel totally differently? Just like when my dad died, it made me feel totally differently about some things. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I will say again, having a conversation I think is really important and responsible to start, but nothing set in stone. I mean, that, that cement doesn't dry. I think you have to be able to evolve. You have to be able to rethink and re- restructure your life. And as your spouse, as your lover in all ways, you got to be understanding of that. You got to be willing to have that conversation. It doesn't mean you're just like, okay, but it means you got to be willing to open your heart to see what that looks like and to have that discussion. And maybe you're bringing up alternatives. Like, like maybe it makes sense for us to adopt. Maybe it makes sense to, you know, I, I whatever. Uh, but I think you have to be open and understanding enough to realize that because somebody said something five years ago, 10 years ago, heart, mind, soul, body can change because life changes. It's okay either way. Well, in mind, you know, I, the way I guess I look at it is I've been on both sides of the fence. I was the guy that, knew he was going to be a dad. I wanted to be a dad. That was a goal of mine. That was my life. I for sure wanted to have kids, but I am now in the other camp. So I've, I can see it from both sides now, which I guess makes it a little easier to discuss because I understand those feelings of, oh my gosh, like that's all I want. Mm-hmm. But now I also appreciate it's not what everyone wants. And I think that's what we all need to appreciate. And now also, I think we're all a little bit more educated on getting pregnant and the things that other people have been through to be maybe a little bit more sensitive about just going up and saying, Hey, when are you going to have kids? Hey, when are you going to get a dog? (laughs) Hey, y'all going to get another orchid, (laughs) Uh, but reach out to us on social media. We appreciate it. That's what prompted this talk today. Um, And that's what we like doing is discussing things that you guys want to dive into. And we will be doing it a lot more because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. So yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu.